0: Buckle up. You are listening to Musicians and Beyond with John Serbian and Mark LaHorn, where we bring the backstage info on the life, the lyrics, and the long journeys of the music industry. Our last episode was a live episode, Seabrook Idol, which is a American Idol type of competition in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And we want to thank the Drevis family and uh, Hockey Hall of Famer, Ray Bork, number 77 for inviting us up there and uh, with the help of francois samard we're able to interview each and every contestant they started off with 80 applicants and they narrowed it down to 13 contestants and after the competition they knocked out three so now we're down to 10 and this is going to go on every tuesday for the month and uh, uh it's unbelievable the talent of the local musicians that are in this area, it's crazy. Uh, and today we have episode 85 and they're gonna be calling in from Pensacola, Florida. It's a little bit warmer where they are. We got Gunshine, and they are a 80 style rock band. So it's right up my alley. And we're gonna be talking with the founder, Austin Ingerman, and he's gonna tell us all kinds of stories and how they got started and uh, the ins and outs of the music industry and you know, we're really looking forward to it. So, uh, let's, uh, let's get on Austin. Austin Ingraham, bring it on. What's going on?
1: Oh, just, uh, writing some songs, having some coffee. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Where are you down in Pensacola, right? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm in Atlanta right now. Currently I'm up in my girl's place. She's a zookeeper actually at, uh, zoo Atlanta. So,
0: oh, no kidding. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. But yeah, the band is based out of, uh, Pensacola, Florida.
0: Nice, nice. So uh, yeah, this is all about you, your band, promoting it, and uh, you know, I came across you on the internet, on uh, Instagram, and I scrolled by it, and I went right back. I'm like, this is right up my alley. These guys are doing what I grew up with, and I love it. So uh, you know, how Appreciate did them, yeah. yeah, yeah. How did you guys get into bringing it back to the 80s?
1: Yeah, um, so I had known um, the drummer James, known him for almost a decade. And it was just kind of a vision I had in my head for a long time of just this sound. And, um, you know, I grew up on all kinds of music. So like, my parents were playing like the Beach Boys, Like we had a Beach Boys CD in the car. And, um, you know, Boston was a really big one for me. So Tom Schultz from Boston, huge, huge influence, Def Leppard, Um, and then just so much stuff along the way, you know, even like, KC and the sunshine band was in you know we were listening to all kinds of stuff growing up and then you know I'm 29 so even growing up on the catchy like uh you know the boy band stuff coming out the pop music some of that pop music was really really good too um and just uh just yeah exposing myself to all kinds of stuff but you know, I just had this vision and, and sound in my head of, of just kind of wanting to get back to just the rawness, the edginess that I feel like had been missed in rock music. You know, I, um, I just think, I just, you know, of course we love ACDC, Guns N' Roses, you know, uh, tons of bands like that too. And so for me, it was growing up learning Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and then all those, all those bands that I, that I mentioned as well. So I think it's just, combination of a lot of things but um yeah just a sound in my head and then when we met jordan the singer it really it, it took so many years to find the right singer for what we were trying to do and then we found him you know i was really adamant about finding someone with that x factor voice that's like really stands out and you're gonna either love it or you're gonna hate it but it's gonna get your attention and so i think uh, when, when we got him it was it was just the right fit and so yeah kind of fill into
0: place yeah he's definitely a great front man and get a fantastic voice it you know your band has a little bit of a gun guns and roses uh style to it it has um just a little bit of everything like you said it's a uh obviously all the influences that you guys have been exposed to come out in one band but you're not copying per se, what another band is already like. So you found your your own niche, and it's really, really good.
1: That's the goal, man. I appreciate it.
0: Cool. And so you got, there's four band members. There's yourself. There's James Vrenshaw, who is the drummer. Jordan Benson is the front man. And who is the fourth?
1: So we we did have a bass player um, that that had kind of played with us a little bit. He just couldn't commit to the amount of touring we had coming up. So, um, in terms of the first record, our engineer actually played bass on the first album. So, uh, Chris Collier, and he's doing the new Mick Mars. He produces Corn, he uh, White Snake, just a phenomenal uh, mixer. And so he he mix and mastered all of our music, played bass as well on the first album. Oh, cool! Uh, but right now for live, we have uh, Jake Tripp, who plays in another band. He's from North Carolina, so he's. He's kind of stepping in for any anything live that we have, but, um, but yeah, the, the the band members are mostly like us core, you know, three. I guess we we kind of you know started the band, so
0: yeah, that's cool. And the band started. During the pandemic, this was kind of a a thought that you had and you conceived it during the pandemic and then you gave birth after the uh, pandemic was over.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of as I mentioned, it was like many years ago, something I wanted to do for a long time. It just took a long time to find the right singer. And um, like I said, James and I, the drummer, we had been playing together for a long time and just doing different things. We did some like guitar instrumental music and stuff like that. But um, so what we did, we just we started recording a bunch of the music even before we had a singer and we just said, okay, you know, cause I like to write vocal melodies and stuff like that. That's, that's something I'm really into and passionate about. So we just started crafting music even before we had the singer. And so the first album really came together very quick because when we did meet Jordan, we had a lot like wall said to call, for example, uh, meet you there, daylight. That was already recorded instrumentally all we had to do was lay the vocal down so yeah it kind of helps that process did I divert what was the question again
0: no that's okay let's th- this is just a non scripted conversation so we can go anywhere you want okay cool no that's cool Um, so you have what two albums out now
1: yeah so we have the the debut which is um, ten songs and then we have a five song EP as well so yeah currently 15 songs released and then we're getting ready to come out with a new single in February.
0: Awesome, awesome! So for our listeners and our viewers, you can go to GunshineBand dot com. They are based out of Pensacola, Florida. You can download their albums, their music. You can listen to them on all major platforms. You can buy some cool swag, and uh, you guys got some great videos up there. You you know cranking it out live.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we're trying. We're trying to keep up with the uh, the social media game. It's it's crazy nowadays how you have to get your music out there
0: yeah absolutely so you guys started um actually you weren't even born yet when the 80s music had already passed so Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting that age-wise you guys went to something that you weren't even exposed to live
1: i just think like growing up as a guitar player a musician or whatever you know like what are you going to be influenced by right so it's like Okay. You know, I was growing up learning, I mean, guys that are learning guitar now, like who are they getting, you know, if you just started, if if a kid picked up guitar today, who are they going to get shown? They're going to get shown Eddie Van Halen. They're going to get shown Hendrix still because those guys are timeless, you know, and that music is timeless. So I just think that um, all that stuff was just in my DNA and, and and I I can speak, you know, I'm sure the other guys would say the same thing. It's just like, you know, james is a big metallica fan of pantera and then jordan he he loves like journey and sticks and but yeah it was just such a good time you know um those eras of music was just so and of course i love slash love gnr um definitely one of my biggest influences for sure and um just think like growing up as a guitar player those were the things that you were you know influenced by
0: awesome yeah i lived the 80s that was my my heyday that was uh Great music, and uh, it was really unbelievable. So, yeah. are you from a musical family, or is, you know, how did this whole musical thing start for you?
1: Yeah, my um, my dad plays bass. He's mostly like a like an audio guy as well, so he he's like a sound engineer and all that. I was just always around music, so like my parents are just lovers of music. They would always have, um, yeah, they would just always be showing me. I just remember being in the car and my dad being like. He would he would be able to name like anything that would come on the radio. He'd be like, okay, this is this is Van Halen, this is the Who, this is you know, and he would just and I was always blown away at how he could do that. So I just learned so much music just being around you know what just hearing whatever, whatever would come on or whatever they would play. That's cool.
0: That's cool. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen seems to come up in a lot of our conversations with artists as a major influence of theirs. Who else has influenced you? tremendously to um you know try to pursue this music thing as a uh, career
1: yeah i mean i i love so much music but yeah um definitely boston like i said is a huge one i love love the energy love the melodies guitar work is unbelievable genius honestly is crazy you know that first album by boston is just genius um slash is a huge one i first started playing guitar learning stevie ray vaughn so something like the bluesiness you hear like that's Kind of comes through yeah i'd say th- those were some and then def leppard is another big one in terms of like songwriting and stuff like that love love the melody and yeah the cars there was just so many influences and whatever's good and whatever perks my ear up i'm, I'm into it
0: yeah it's funny that you say that, you know the cars also is uh we're in boston a lot of these bands that you're talking about are from boston or a couple of them
1: yeah um there's yeah, a, lot
0: of, yeah. a lot of good music out of boston
1: absolutely for sure and I love touring up through Boston too. I toured before Gunshine, I toured with a band called New Year's Day. And we, we played with like Hailstorm and toured with another band called In This Moment. And so like, yeah, we got to go to all those all those places and it definitely uh, love the Northeast and love that area.
0: Yeah, it's a great music city. Uh, when you do tour, where do you go? Is there a favorite spot that you end up at?
1: I think you just try to look at the markets that you're selling, you know, maybe the most merch or getting the most streams and you try to pay attention to like, you know, who's uh, where you get the most, you know, where you, where you think you're going to have the most fans. But uh, I will say like touring in the UK was was wild. I mean, Europe is very supportive of rock and um, and also, yeah, where you guys are at, the Northeast, thats that's one of the best sort of spots you can be as well. So... I think you just try to pay attention to the trends and and where people are are digging your music.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, in the uh this Boston area really digs music from all over and a lot of people get their um their start here. Not that they're beginner bands, but it's kind of a a good spot to start and then go to New York and then work their way over, you know, to the Absolutely. other side of the uh of the country and then fly to a different part of the world. So, yeah, that's totally. cool. Um So what else is in the works besides uh, your two albums that are out? Do you have a lot of tour dates scheduled?
1: So, yeah, we're currently working on booking tours and stuff right now. Um, But other than that, we're just doing a bunch of, we're writing a bunch of new music. We're going to kind of put out a lot of singles this year and then kind of package them together on an album at the end. Um, You know, the state of the industry has just changed now where it's like everyone's so fast paced and... They just, they can only ingest so much information. So I think that's kind of my strategy because I love albums. I'm, I'm definitely old school when it comes to music, but I do think like the way you release it is important and being a new band. So we're going to kind of try for that. It's just giving each song its its moment, you know, and, and then kind of, then at the end you can always put it back on a CD or put it on an album. So yeah, absolutely. we're kind of, yeah, I think we're going to shoot for that. And then um, we do have a show January 19th coming out with Tom Kiefer from oh, cinderella cool uh, um yeah that'll be at the peabody auditorium in daytona beach awesome
0: so. that sounds like a good one so this is a uh, a double-edged sword question but do you have or what is your favorite song that you guys have written
1: um it is tough for me because uh of course i love them all and i do think like uh there's songs for different things so it's like if if you're if you need like a workout song, you know, feel all right or swing away. But if you want something more deep, there's like meet you there until the end of days and stuff. So it is tough. But uh, right now, probably uh, tie between meet you there until the end of days for me.
0: All right. What we're going to do is we're going to play meet you there for our listeners. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Austin Ingerman. And he's going to tell us about the lyrics of that and how he wrote that. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is Gunshine with Meet You There. You, man all right austin we're back how's that coffee going
1: oh it's going good it's going good all right that was meet you there
0: meet you there i had to ask you your favorite and obviously it's like asking someone their favorite kid you can't really come up with one because they're all good in their own way but you did mention meet you there could you tell us about that and why you know it's sort of one of your favorites and how you came up with the whole Whole gig.
1: Yeah, I just think it kind of represents, uh, you know, what we talked about earlier in terms of the the different influences and probably the most eclectic song we have on the first album. There's uh, some moments that some influences from like uh, 80s new wave music, like there's some synthesizer stuff in there that will remind you of like Duran Duran. But there's some flavors, uh, you know, some like Journey-esque uh, melodies and stuff like that. Some Dio as well. Um So it's just kind of all over the place, but I think it's just an adventurous song. And it's one of my favorites because it was, the music was written over the course of several years, probably about four or five years, you know, but going and coming back to it. I had the first bits, you know, probably 2016-ish and then 2018 was like when the breakdown came. And then our singer Jordan, when he came into the band, he had this super cool lyrical, um, Lyrical idea for that song as well. So it all just came together really cool for us
0: Nice, so this whole thing has been going pretty hard for what about two years?
1: Yeah, we put out our debut album in June of 2022 and we recorded in August of 21. So um, Yeah, so we we're not even a full two years old in terms of the release um, when we release to the public so
0: right so how are you handling, I mean, it's, you guys are moving up the ladder pretty quick. Being out there two years and having your own tour and opening up for some pretty good names, Tom Kiefer and other bands that you've done. I mean, th- that's pretty impressive for two years.
1: I appreciate it. Yeah, we're just, um, uh, it took a long time to get this project off the ground because I, I do think we have just a high uh, a high bar for where, what we're trying to do and, and just, um, we're just following our passion and and. You know super grateful that a lot of people seem to like it as well
0: yeah and are you guys ready to buckle up if it ta- goes to the next step
1: oh let's go that's what we're here for let's do so. it
0: buckle up right that's right that's awesome and the other guys are all all in oh yeah they're gonna yeah so you probably have a day job right now
1: right now it's just it's just music full just time Music, so, awesome uh, I, you know we we all kind of play some other gigs on the side as well you know we'll do uh little cover gigs and stuff here and there just to make money but um you know, other than that, we're just working on gunshine stuff. So
0: that's awesome. Yeah. When I saw your video, like I said, it was like, you guys looked established already. You look seasoned and established. It just looked natural in the chemistry between the band members was right on. I mean, it's like a well-tuned machine
1: for sure. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. The project is new, but we've all separately kind of been doing our thing for, for several years. So,
0: Mm -hmm. so I read a little something about Jordan, your lead singer. Yeah. Now, is it true he's a distant cousin of Elvis Presley?
1: Yeah, it is actually. We um, no shit.
2: He had a,
1: yeah, he, he could tell you the exact story. Uh, you know, he, he can he can explain the rundown. I mean, it's it's very distant, but he does. Um, when we pass through Mississippi, he he's actually got family in Tupelo. Um. And that's where I think Elvis was born. There, right? I'll yeah. take it. So, anyways, but yeah, it's it's a cool story for sure. That
0: is a cool story. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. I didn't know if it was yeah. a, a true fact or if it was one of those uh, semi true no, stories.
1: It, it's it's true. Uh, he could explain it to you. It's it's something like uh, I I, I don't, I'm I'm not even going to try to do it, but it's like Harrison Hood and somebody like that. You know, the, the family there was a. The lineage, there were the the hoods or whatever, like Minnie May Hood or Harrison Hood. And it was like a cousin and something like that. But he, he'd be able to explain it.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, where do you guys see yourself in five or ten years? I think I kind of know the answer. And but I'd like to hear it right from you.
1: Yeah, I think just, con, you know, continuing to put out albums and tour and just truly, uh, hopefully, you know, five and 10, five or ten years, we're kind of into our... Um, Sort of full momentum, and we're just um, hopefully at a point where we can just fully support ourselves and fully, and hopefully, people are just enjoying the music and we can continue to just do what we do.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great goal. And where would you love to play? Where has been a dream of yours to get on stage and say, I played there?
1: You know, definitely like um, Download Fest in the UK is a really big one. Um, I did the one in Australia with with new, when I was with New Year's Day, and that was a lot of fun. But definitely, like some of those UK festivals are kind of bucket list. And then, um, yeah, man, I mean, nothing's really off limits. I'm kind of I'm just looking forward. I'm looking forward to it all, to be honest.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't a musician?
1: Um, honestly, probably something to do. I, I'm really into like working out and fitness and stuff like that. I grew up playing baseball you know, I was into sports and stuff, so I'd probably be doing something in that realm, like some kind of fitness, whatever, trainer maybe, or something, I don't even know. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad that guitar found me, so to speak.
0: Awesome, and it's amazing how music speaks to people. Like, the feeling of getting up there in front of a large crowd, and seeing these people stomp their feet, clap their hands, bob their head, sing your words, must be incredible.
1: Yeah. And that's, it's definitely that feeling of adrenaline and that's, that's just that, you know, it just can't be replicated. So the, the live aspect is one of the reasons why, you know, we do what we do. And so definitely can't wait to kind of fully get this thing off the ground and, and start, I'm ready to start touring a lot. That's what I'm ready for. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, well, sounds like some big stuffs in the, uh, in the near future for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, in your opinion, which of your songs do you think gets the biggest crowd response?
1: Um, definitely live. It's probably feel all right. Um, it's just easy to sing. And honestly, I mean, that that song was kind of written to be a good live song. It's arena rock, you know, anthem, easy to sing. So uh, that one probably translates the best live. You know, just it's just easy to pick up on.
0: Okay, cool. Well, you know what we're going to do again? Let's uh, play Feel All Right by Gunshine for our listeners. Then we're going to come back again and talk with Austin Ingerman. and He's going to tell us a little bit more about that. So follow Gunshine on Instagram, Facebook, all, this, all your social media. And all your, you Gunshine followers, make sure you follow us at Musicians and Beyond. And here is Gunshine with Feel All Right. Ready, Austin. We're back. Gunshine, feel all right. How'd that come about?
1: Yeah, man, that was that was a super fun one. It came about really fast, actually. And um, one morning I just sort of woke up and had that melody in my head. The uh, you know, nothing gonna kill my vibe because it feels so good to feel all right. So I wrote the line down in my phone. It feels so good to feel all right. Jordan came in and put the lyric "nothing gonna kill my vibe," and so. Um, it was just one of those that just just came really quick. He came over that day. I, I texted him and kind of just had that idea floating around in my head to start off with the vocal and then just get right into the song. And so Jordan came over, wrote the lyrics together, and we, we just, we had that one done in like two or three hours. And sometimes I think those songs that you just don't overthink just, you know, sometimes can come out the best.
0: Mm-hmm. So are you and Jordan the main songwriters?
1: We all, we, we collab, you know, it. Jordan and I will collab on a lot of vocal type stuff. And then James and I will work together a lot on like the music stuff. So like, you know, James will come over and we'll do like, we'll be jamming like guitar and drum type stuff, like breakdowns and whatever. But the way I write, I kind of write by myself a lot and have like voice memos in my phone, like little, just little clips of like me singing vocal melodies, little guitar. I like to hear things in my head first and then get with the guys. And then we'll kind of all collaborate.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And do they usually go pretty smooth and pretty quick or do some of these uh, songs just take forever?
1: No, they usually go pretty smooth. I think um, because we usually go in with that inspiration or go in with that, um, you know, sort of, we already have like the chorus or like, like I said, the meat and potatoes or something already there. So a lot of times we'll have that inspiration and then we just go in and kind of dial it in from there.
0: Cool. I get it. And do do you guys have any pre-show rituals? When you're about to go out on stage is there anything that you do
1: yeah we um well first of all like i i like to warm up i try to warm up for like an hour before going on stage 30 minutes to an hour i like to play guitar um just because the songs are pretty technically demanding and then um you know we'll do our pre-show shot of jameson and uh (laughs) we'll kind of huddle up and and that that, and then we'll kind of go for it so I love it.
0: I love it. And as of right now, what has your career highlight been?
1: Oh, um, honestly, it it was really cool to play like some of the arenas like in in Europe and then even around the U.S. when I was touring with New Year's Day. But honestly, if I had to say one career highlight. It's just been getting this band together and getting it off the ground and then just seeing the response from people. And that's that's definitely kind of been the highlight so far. And we're going to keep continuing to build it.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's a that's a great answer. Um, obviously, you're doing it for the love. And if the money follows or when the money follows, that's always a plus. But you got to have that passion and love for the music and, and the writing process.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: What do you want to tell the listeners, um, Gunshine fans and listeners to musicians and beyond? Tell us Something about you.
1: Um, I think, you know, for the band and, and me personally, I think it's just about being creatively free. I think that's the biggest mission statement for the band is really just. Um, and I think we're going to show that more and more as we release music this year. It's really just um, that there, there is we're not in a box and there is no formula. There is no boundaries. We can kind of do whatever we want. And that was kind of part of the purpose of starting the band is that we can. We can just write whatever comes out. And so I'm excited to um, to really, to just keep being able to do this. So we're definitely fortunate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because do everyone doesn't have that natural talent and ability to do what you guys do. Would you use that statement that you just said, would you use that as advice to an up and coming musician if they were to ask you the advice? Was that the advice you'd give them is just go for it and do your thing?
1: I think so. Yeah, because... I think at the end of the day, if you truly write something and you listen back to it and it, it, you're, you're like, yeah, that's it. Then I I think if you have that feeling, it, it's almost the sense of just peace. Like you don't care if someone says, you know, whatever people, I mean, yeah, you want people to like what you're doing, but I think at the end of the day, like if you do what's in your heart, then it just feels great to sort of, uh, execute that, that vision and that plan and get it out in the world. And then from there, it doesn't even really matter. You're, you're just you're staying true to what's what's inside of you. Right.
0: So for our listeners, again, how do they find you? Where are you going to be playing? How do they buy merch? How do they download music?
1: Yeah, just um, stay in tune with us. Gunshineband.com and then Gunshineband on all of the socials as well. Um, and then, yeah, we, we're pretty good at posting our dates and what we're up to and new music. And we try to we try to, we love interacting with fans and stuff too. So, um, yeah, just follow us and and keep up to date with, with what we're doing.
0: Fantastic. And Gunshine, it's a great name. How did that get
1: born? Yeah, it's a Florida thing, actually. People don't always get that on, on first listen, but, uh, you know, Florida's called the Sunshine State. So, uh you know, we were trying to think of, okay, is there anything that represents the fact that we're from Florida? You know, we're trying to think of band names. Is there anything we can think of, like Florida terms, whatever. So I got on Google and I just typed in like Florida terminology, Florida terms. And it says sometimes Florida is referred to as the gunshine state because it's shaped like a gun. And uh, I was like, well, that's kind of cool. And it represented like the sort of the hard rock music we were doing and stuff like that. We just thought it was cool. So um, some people think it's a combination of guns and roses and shine down, and that's definitely not it, but uh, yeah, it's the Sunshine State, Gunshine State.
0: Yeah, I had never heard that before, but it uh, it's a great name in the logo itself. is that have like a 007 takeoff type of?
1: Yeah, so it's actually an abstract orange peel, believe it or not. So we we wanted it to be something that you couldn't really tell exactly what it was, but uh. again it's like the florida thing like you know florida oranges citrus um i kind of got that idea from our singer because he he loves playing orange guitar amps and he he's just he was always you know he's he's super into the color orange in general so it's like um i just was thinking like yeah florida oranges it fits it fits the vibe so
0: awesome awesome before we wrap this up is there anything else that you want to, you know, tell our fans and, and your listeners and actually your fans and our listeners um, about the band and, and anything special that's coming up?
1: Man, yeah, just that I I really appreciate everyone's support, everyone that, that listens. You know, we really, really appreciate it. And um, and yeah, just keep just stay on the edge of your seat because uh, we got we're just scratching the surface and we, we got a lot more on the way.
0: All right. Well, at the beginning of our uh, broadcast, we always say "buckle up." There you go, Never and that's enough. that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up because sunshine's coming to a city near you. And uh, you know, we like to think that all of our guests come in here as an acquaintance or a referral and leave as as a friend. We've we've gotten uh, you know that, the backstories and stuff like that. So we want to thank you for taking your time coming on to musicians and beyond and uh thank you for being our friend
1: absolutely and thank you so much for having me and we will be sure to to share the interview and um spread the word as well so definitely uh the, the feeling is mutual
0: yeah awesome we're uh you know looking forward to seeing where your journey goes thanks again man
1: yeah thanks again